0: Welcome to Game & Watch with Aaron and James, the show where we talk about games we've been gaming and movies and TV shows we've been watching. I'm Aaron. And I'm James. And today we're talking about Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins, the 1992 platformer developed and published by Nintendo. Uh, We should clarify for the Nintendo Game Boy.
1: Yes, for the Nintendo Game Boy. And uh, yeah, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm uh, I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm great. Good. I shoot.
0: You know, immediately we're isolating listeners because it's the morning time when we're recording it, and they may be listening at night. Right. They may just be like, "What the fuck?" Like they're yeah. just just they're
1: totally just they can't relate at all. And so no. why they're just going to turn it off.
0: Yeah.
1: I love how we think we have multiple listeners. Um so, let's talk about the history with this game. Um I'll start. Can I start? Please feel free. Thank Jump you. Jump right in. Um, this, I, I thought for a second that this might have been the first Mario game I played. I don't think that's correct, but I'm not entirely sure. But it is certainly one of the first Game Boy games I did play. And Game Boy I was my first console. People,
0: yeah, and I think for a lot it of people, this was, was their first Mario thing. game, even if it wasn't yours. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it... it but it's interesting. I
1: I, I want to go into a little bit of a discussion and maybe we'll talk, do it right after the history of the game. I want to talk about like past and present difficulty of Game Boy games. Okay. And, like like how, how, how you evolve as like a player and in like and, and a, and a gamer, because I just had, I, I've, I have not played this game in full in a very long time. And I played it a lot when I was a kid and I have very fond memories of it. Like my brothers and I, we like, reference the game every once in a while pretty much the music there's like some silly music that appears in like the turtle zone and other a couple other zones that like it's like the like that so yeah we like it's we just i don't know what it is it's just so silly um but there's a lot of really like charming things about this game that a lot of like nostalgia just kept coming like flooding back and it was it was kind of a joy to to play it again Though, like, I'll just can, let me segue right into what I'm and maybe you'll have something to add when you talk about your history of the game, too. Yeah, that, please. Like, the main thing is how long and difficult they feel compared then compared to now. My memories with this game were like, I have so many memories of getting to Wario's Castle, like barely and then dying and being so angry or like the last level of space zone. Or like before I'm about to fight the pigs, like just barely I'm trying so hard to get to the boss with like the carrot. So I can take two hits before dying instead of just one. So I'm just being like right. regular big Mario and then dying and like wanting to throw my game boy. And granted I played this on switch this time because and one of the motivators for that. I mean, we were originally going to do this as like an early episode um in our run uh, on this podcast. And then we just, we didn't. And now the, you know, Nintendo brought the game, well some game boy games to switch, which is wonderful. So it was a great at last. Yeah. At last. And I did use the rewind feature. I didn't have to use it that much. I kind of just got fire flower and just dominated the game and just never (laughs) got hit. I did. I did use the rewind feature sometimes when I made stupid mistakes, but the, the contrast between how much I dominated the game this time and how quickly I went through it relative to my memories of how long the game took me. And I mean, I did replay it a lot. So maybe some of those times are blending together, but I know that the game was really hard and granted I was much younger. It was one of my first video games and experiences with platformers. So, I, I don't know. What do you think about that? It, it I attribute, I attribute, you know, the, 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 the current difficulty um, or lack of difficulty to, in, in large part to like growing skills as a gamer and being, you know, thir- almost 34 years old relative to when I first played, which was, was like five. But I don't know. Did people back then who had played the original Mario and kind of like dominated it for, the, for the NES, like play this and think like, this is a joke. This is insanely easy. You know, like people who had more older people who had more experience gaming by that point.
0: Um, well, I mean, we can segue into my experience, yeah, let's that do might that. kind of help answer. So, uh, I grew up with an NES, uh, my brothers got, and we had Mega Man, we had Mario, uh, we had ice hockey, football, all those like classic games. So, I grew up playing Mario, Super Mario Brothers, Mario 3. Um, grew up playing all the Mega Man games, but I could never beat those or it was very difficult for me to beat them or I need help from my brothers. Um, Even Mario, the original Mario Brothers is pretty tough. It's a really tough game. It is a tough game, especially when you're, you know, five, six years old. But I remember going to my aunt's house because I have a cousin that's my age and another cousin that's only about a year younger and she would babysit us and they had uh, a Game Boy with this game. I never owned it, but I would play it at their house. And especially on days where they still had school and I didn't. And it was kind of just me and my aunt. I used to like hole up in the living room with this game and play it all day long. So I remember this game might be the first game. Actually, I'm now positive it is because of how young I was. I think this is the absolute first game I finished to completion. Wow. Um, And finished multiple times when I was a kid. I love this game. And you know those games that you didn't have but your friends had or your cousins had and somehow only being able to play them every once in a while just made them so rare and desirable yes um so that was my story with this game and uh, i absolutely agree with you that uh game boy games got more complex over time more complicated this game came out in 92 and then mario land one came out in what 90 something like that yeah um and i played mario land one it's harder than this It is harder than this, but it's also much simpler than this. That's true, and shorter, and shorter. And if you look at, say, nineteen ninety Mario Land One versus nineteen ninety six with even Pokemon, or uh, have you ever heard of Warlocked? No, Warlocked is basically an RTS game on the Game Boy Color. Really, that sounds impossible, and like it It couldn't work. Uh, but it absolutely does. And fun trivia fact: I suggested it as an episode of Abject, Abject Suffering. Oh uh, yeah, Abject Suffering. Check out that podcast. Great, podcast. and they did an episode on it. Really? Yeah. I did. gotta go. I gotta go check that out. And I also want to play that game. I doubt it's gonna come to the virtual console, but so maybe do you own it? Uh, I used to when I was a kid. I got it for my birthday completely randomly. It was one of those like grandma gifts where she's like, "I don't know, Aaron, a game boy." <laughs> Um, but it actually wound up being really, really. It's an RT. It's like a full RTS. It's like a Warcraft. Like we should do a whole episode on Game Boy Color.
1: Grandma um, gifts. The, the grandma special gifts. episode on a
0: grandma gifts. Oh, I would love that. No, usually um, that
1: doesn't work for me because most of the time I was like, Grandma,
0: you get me this, or oh, else. Fair <laughs> you were like a little lord fauntleroy boy you wanted all the (laughs) finest things yeah uh but yeah so that's my history and to your point i fully agree i think uh just with the evolution of the game boy games got more complicated and difficult and uh but i think compared to mario brothers one this is not as hard i think there's a it's really a well I, i actually have a section on on i want
1: a place where i want to talk about the differences between this and mario land but i will say that like the 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 confines of the Game Boy screen, I guess, do, would add a challenge. You it know, does. you can't pop this up on a CRT, or at least I think you could eventually, right? They had that. Um. Uh, yeah. Later. Much. Later. Yeah. Much later. But yeah, and but other than that, I was just thinking like people who were like maybe just becoming teenagers or maybe ten year olds who had been playing like a lot of NES Mario, like pick this game up and were like, "This is so easy. This is a baby game. It's but a stupid game for babies."
0: Yeah. Um, but we were stupid babies. Well, at we, time were, we were. Right. Games. But I'm saying other people might not have been stupid babies.
1: True. I was a um, dumb, stupid baby. Yeah.
0: This is a fun question. Did you play with the original screen filter or the Game Boy Color filter? Or what did you use? I, I
1: did the original screen filter. I wanted, so I wanted I.
0: Pure, pure retro feel. Yeah, so did I. Yeah.
1: I almost, like, consider... I mean, if I had more time and, like, wanted to go home, I would have, like... Gone and got my Game Boy and this copy of this game and just played it on that.
0: But then I wouldn't have had the rewind. <laughs> and I'm a basic guy You wouldn't guy. have had rewind. You wouldn't be able to play on your TV. So
1: I was actually a little disappointed in myself that I used the rewind. Um just because I thought I wouldn't need it. I just I went, I went into this game very cocky. And for the most part, I did exactly what I thought I would do. But I I mean I could have done better by just taking my time. I was like sprinting through levels.
0: The rewind um, feature gives me this level of unearned drunken confidence yes. where I just charge into things and then rewind if I have to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be good fan fiction if Mario
1: just got bombed and <laughs> just tried to take back his own kingdom. More on that in a second, that. actually. Yeah. Um, so quick development of this game. So this was designed and directed by Hiroji Kiyotaki, who also directed and designed Wario Land, um, Super Mario Land 3. Uh, And virtual boy Wario Land. He is primarily responsible for the creation of Wario. And this is notably the first game to ever feature Wario.
0: Is that a dubious honor? Do you want to be happy as the person who created Wario? I as
1: someone who races Mario Wario in in Mario Kart 64. Yes, fair. I like I'm a big Wario guy, even though I feel like his I don't like how he's devolved into fat fart jokes. Yeah, that's all he does now. Yeah. The music was composed by Kazumi Tokata, who did Mario Paint, Yoshi Story, Animal Crossing. Yoshi Story, that's a good example of a game that I didn't own, uh, that Brian owned, and that I would mm. savor every moment going to his house to play it. And then when I finally like had it for myself, I was like, this game's not very
0: good. <laughs> I was just thinking that about Yoshi Story. I'm like, it's okay, it's fun, but compared to other Mario games, I would much rather play others. I remember Brian and I were so
1: excited for Yoshi's story when it came out because we loved super mario world 2 yoshi's island yeah. like we were yeah. just like oh give us more yoshi content uh but alas so early designs for this game were scrapped in favor of something that was a little bit closer to the spirit of mario i wonder what those early designs looked like i think they went into this wanting to be different um and they I've certainly accomplished that um They want, but they at least wanted to be different and feel from Super Mario World ultimately, which I also think they accomplished, even though there are a lot of similarities, especially in like just the fact that there's an overworld and you can, you know, I
0: can tell. I agree. I think they do more with the overworld in this game with such a limited overworld than they do in all of Super Mario World.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But they didn't want to rescue the princess type game. They didn't do that
1: either. I kind of like the idea of like Mario is like, I got to take back my kingdom. But again, more on that in a second. I have a lot to say about Mario having a kingdom. yeah what is going on here in the overall world but anyway so this has a lot of differences from super mario land one but a lot of the maybe not a lot but some elements of this game were carried over to super mario land 3, uh three wario land um part in part because this had the same director and you know it was a wario focused game like the carrot is i think in um wario land but you you can backtrack in most levels whereas in super mario land one once you move past a certain point you couldn't go back which was very annoying and super mario land one one of the things i like is they're just like fire flower now nah, we're going to use the super ball which a super ball mario power up which is literally just a fire flower where yeah. mario just throws like bowling balls or something but <laughs> they, they moved powerful. it back to, to fire mario for whatever reason There are probably other like other i mean there's a major graphical difference and i don't know if that was just in advancements in programming i think it or, would have to be or they just or maybe super mario land one was like purposely made to look weirder i don't know um but i'm sure there are others but yeah this game was uh it was well received you know and it, it's uh, um, pretty, and it's has very well revered still i mean i was gonna say nintendo chose it as one of the first games to put on their gameboy virtual console but also they do make they made weird decisions that why is alone in the dark for Game Boy color on
0: yeah, that's very all the strange. games.
1: Why is Wario Land three on a game you didn't f- finish and hated <laughs> uh, versus <laughs> sure Wario did. Land two, which is a much
0: better game, I think. Um, I don't know. I can't speak to that. Um, but I do think that, yeah, that tech upgrade over one uh, makes the most sense to me. And I think also if you asked 90 percent of people um, what Mario game they played for Game Boy, they would say this one and not Super Mario Land one.
1: Yeah. And then going back to play Super Mario Land one is so weird.
0: Uh, I think we got them around the
1: same time, but I played this one first. So, and I'll get to Mario's Kingdom in a second. So let's, this is the plot overview, and this is from the instruction booklet, my understanding. Oh, I love these. I love when the plot is in the instruction booklet. And this is, and especially like when it's narrated by the character. Yes. While I was away, crusading against the mystery alien alien Tatanga and Sara... Sarasa land.
0: But also let's just put a pin in that, that the plot of super Mario land one was stopping an alien named Tatanga and Sarasa. (laughs) Yeah, we should do that game eventually too. (laughs) Um, An evil creep took over my castle and put the people of Mario
1: land under his control with a magic spell. The intruder goes by the name of Wario. He has been jealous of my popularity ever since we were boys and has tried to steal my castle many times. Backstory. More backstory than Mario needs. Yeah. That is to say, it doesn't need, it literally needs none. Um, <laughs> it seems to, here, uh, it seems he has succeeded this time. Wario has scattered the six golden coins from my castle all over Mario Land. These golden coins are guarded by those under Wario's spell. Without these coins, we can't get back into the castle to deal with Wario. We must collect the six coins, attack Wario in the castle, and save everybody. All this right. is a real, like, political uprising. It really is. And it, I, so. The, the fact that Mario has his own land, his own kingdom allocated to him. I don't know. Is this the Mushroom Kingdom? No,
0: I don't think it is. Also, it's its own island. So yeah. Mario, while being involved in the Mushroom Kingdom, I guess he's also the ruler of this island. And what a narcissist he is. He, really he is. has a mechanical
1: version of himself
0: colossus, it's a really.
1: colossus of him and he also has in his own throne room he's a throne room what an asshole he has, asshole. A, he has <laughs> a statue of himself in the back he of his does. throne room do you think he just like rubs it and like cleans it probably you know? do you think he polishes the big m on the front of his castle oh my gosh without a doubt yeah or maybe he has his servants do
0: it because that's the kind of ruler he must be that's true. I like that he's apparently close enough to the sun and moon that he could ride a yeah. bubble up to them. Yeah, um, and they're not scorching the land or causing. Horrific <laughs> yeah, I mean, you,
1: actually, you know what? He probably doesn't have. There's probably no one there. He's just like an insane person that's on, that was like forced to go to this island and stay there. And he's just running the-
0: around his own castle. <laughs> yeah maybe maybe it's maybe it's like napoleon that island they trapped him on uh for exile maybe he's an exile here maybe and you yeah. know what nintendo if you didn't want this kind of um you open this up for us by
1: trying to really did really like create this weird backstory for mario and give him this own land but yeah, they like, why is he a ruler like what a weird kingdom he has too. the kind of things
0: located here there's no toads like where are the people there's just like bees and also we'll get to it but the enemies in this game are delightfully strange.
1: Yes. W- yeah. Why isn't there more of
0: this? this? This does this game have the most enemy
1: variation of any Mario game ever? I think it does and it has the it most might. U-
0: you it has the most unique to zone enemies of any Mario game I think.
1: With so some sure.
0: repeats that are seem lazy, but like ants.
1: Don't ants appear multiple times. I think they do.
0: Ants appear multiple times. But then you got the like weird little uh, serial killer head masks with the knife coming out, which. Yeah. Whoa. What is going on here? Yeah. It was
1: one of the developers just playing Friday the 13th for NES and just like wanted to throw something like that in the game. Maybe. I don't know. That's our plot. Should we talk about the mechanics? Yeah. Talk about the mechanics. This is a platformer.
0: So, you know. It's a platform, so you run and jump on platforms. Uh, There are swimming sections in this. I will say, uh, I noticed playing through this time, except for Wario's Castle, there really aren't very many bottomless pit levels. No. Um, Which I think is designed for younger players, is my guess. What do you think? Totally agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, We have power-ups, like in most traditional Mario games. Uh, You have the mushroom, which turns you into big Mario. You have the flower, which puts a weird feather on your head i guess yeah Uh, and you can throw fireballs you have the carrot which gives you little rabbit ears uh and it lets you kind of flutter float as you fall i didn't realize playing this as a kid until now that you only have to press the a button once after you jump i thought you had to tap it oh same yeah i only realized this time that you can just hold it Hmm. Uh, but I still tapped because it was more comfortable for me. So, Same. There we go. Yep. Uh, you have the star, of course, where uh, you become invincible. And after you kill, I believe, 10 or six enemies, you start earning lives. Yes, I think it's oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. But you start earning lives. Hmm. So I didn't, um... you know,
1: I just I, you know, I must admit, I didn't explore every single
0: nook and cranny of this game in preparation for this episode. Well, to be fair, there aren't all that many nooks and crannies. Well, so that I guess that makes me worry. seem lazy then. No, well, don't. That worry it would have been easy it. to do, but yeah. Um, there are six zones, and by zones we kind of mean worlds, but they're called zones here. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, let me talk about the UI. Uh, the bottom of the screen shows your lives. Uh, all lives in this game are represented by hearts, uh, <laughs> not one up mushrooms, because how could you tell which ones are red and which ones are green if it's black and white? True. Uh, coins, enemies killed. We think. Uh, there's a little Goomba head. I, I think a, it's enemies killed. I, if this is one of those things where I could have literally just looked and checked every
1: time I killed an enemy, but I didn't to verify that that's true. Uh, I
0: think. I think, I think
1: it is. Yeah.
0: Um, and then the time remaining per level, which again, these levels are time like a lot of old Mario games are. But I never once prep was pressed for time. Were you? No. And and the no. other thing to mention is Mario takes up a lot of room on the screen. He does, which adds a little bit to the challenge. I think they did that to make him more defined, like make the graphics better. But yeah. it does make it more of a challenge with screen crunch. He was smaller in Mario Land One. He or was. Am I misremembering? It,
1: no, no, he was like an ant in, in it was Mario much Land smaller, One. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, then yeah. again, I guess all the enemies were everything was minuscule. Like there wasn't any definition to like blocks in Mario Land One. They were just like these really, really tiny like. squares tiny squares yeah yeah
0: which which is it it has its own charm mario land one does um i i like that game a lot uh yeah i like it but it almost looks like an elevated like calculator game kind of that is very true yeah and and, and i just say
1: i like this game a lot too when i say i like this game a lot like is this like in my top like 20 to 30 games no but it's a Mario game and Nintendo makes great games. So, you know, it's they don't make bad Mario games. Really. No, no. I think it's more it's, interesting. And in, then and then like the new
0: Super Mario brother game, mothers, uh, Brothers Brother series. Oh, new Super Mario Mothers would be a great series. <laughs> but uh, I have new Super Mario Mothers. Imagine it. It'd be like Peach and Daisy with new babies. <laughs> um but no i fully agree with you any mario game that nintendo releases is worth your attention even the not so great ones but even the not so great ones are still like b pluses yeah um i would give this a b plus for sure yeah yeah Yeah. but instead of worlds like i was saying we have zones there are six zones uh each zone has about three to four levels per zone not including the secret levels i think Not including the secret levels, that's correct. Yeah. Um, There's a boss fight at the end of each zone at the end of the last level. So boss fights are not their own encounters, they come at the end of the last level. Yeah. Um, Unlike things like Donkey Kong or other stuff. Yeah. Levels have a checkpoint bell midway through, so if you ring the bell and you die, you get to be brought back to the bell. I never once died this playthrough, (laughs) but but I still ring all the bells. Yep uh there is always a like higher up bell at the end of the level and if you're able to get to it and ring it you get to play a crane game for extra lives or power-ups going into the next level yeah so yoshi's there with this little machine it's a conveyor belt and you have one of those claws and you press a and at the right time you might get one life three lives a mushroom uh, yeah a fire flower or a carrot but then there's the other one that i forgot to mention in The outline, oh right? yeah there's the other one where uh there are two mice and there are wires and you have to decide under one of the items where you're gonna hit it and then it'll cut two wires and then a little spark will go through the wires and land at the item that you got does that yeah. make sense am i describing that in a way that people will are understand? You ask- oh yeah uh sure whatever okay <laughs> Um, and then, as you mentioned, some zones have secret levels, but they're usually easy. They're kind of on the short side and they're more about giving you power ups and extra lives and coins and, and the like. Minor detail, but I, I like when
1: Mario games do this. I like when they have a and, and most Mario games don't do this as much as this one does. Like Mario World has like a couple like bonus areas where it's literally just get a bunch of coins.
0: But I don't know. It's, it's I think that's all for the D squirts. It is for the D squirts and the idea that like, oh, I'm getting another level in this like already kind of short Game Boy game. I mean, it's not like a really full level, but you're getting something. Let's wait. Let's do a little like uh, D squirt um,
1: secret level in Mario games uh, corner because this and Mario world have like levels with multiple exits. Yeah. And the pure elation as a kid finding another exit to a level without being told about it by like friends or something at like recess. Um, and, and being taken to like somewhere off, like it's like, wait, there was no dot on the overworld map for that. Like level. Yeah. Yeah. Where am I going? Was j- it was just amazing. Pure elation.
0: Um, Can we have favorite secret level corner? uh in this game or in general general. uh yeah sure i'm not prepared for it but maybe i can think of it while you're going go uh mine it's not necessarily a secret but it's an optional side level if you pay the green coins in super mario 3d world uh the one that's mario kart themed is definitely my favorite
1: oh yes
0: yeah that's that that is great that is great i would say i don't really have
1: i haven't thought about it um i don't I'm just going to say the first thing that comes to mind, even though it's probably not the actual answer is whatever secret area in Mario world one. I think it's off the second, second area um, that takes you down to Bowser's land where you can't go to any of the levels, but you
0: can see it. You see it. Yeah, you get a glimpse of where
1: you're going to head
0: near yeah. the end of the game. And that man that got me excited. Yeah, that is actually very cool. That's a, that's definitely a good choice. Yeah. So uh, um should we talk about the first level? Sure. Yeah. Tell us about the mushroom zone. I don't really. <laughs> I was about to say
1: we, we're, we don't really we don't have to talk that much about these levels. No. I mean, they are basic ass Mario levels, and I yeah. don't mean that to knock it. And I also am not trying to like not do our job in recording a podcast about a game but like if you're sitting there expecting us to be like, and then you swim and then you get out of the water and then you hit a block and then there are some coins and then you go back in, there's a shark. Like, come on. No one wants that. Then again, no one's listening right now because it's nighttime where they're, when they're listening and they're like, these fuckers already.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good morning. Um, The other thing too, we can say generally about all the levels um, or all the zones is that almost always the first level in a zone is extremely basic. And it's just kind of teaching you the me- the mechanics of that zone. Except so, in Spaceland, which is... Oh, wait, no. Spaceland is, is not in... The first level isn't in space. You're right. It's, yeah. it's getting to space. It's getting to space. And it's kind of teaching you the physics of it. Um, But so for almost all the first levels, we probably won't have much to say. Uh, and the other levels will probably do more highlighting cool enemies or different little set pieces that there are. But again, this is a very small, short game. So... I mean, even set pieces is kind of a stretch, but we'll go. We're going to fly through this. We're going to fly through.
1: Yeah. Like, for example, I literally have no notes on this tutorial area, this mushroom
0: zone. It's literally just one level. It's just to teach you the mechanics. Whatever. You played a Mario game, you know what it might look like. How to jump, how to hit blocks, get items, get coins, all that good stuff.
1: Yeah. And so I think we're going to go. It's not clockwise. So like I. I don't know. I forget what order I did it, but I never go in like I never go clockwise or counterclockwise. I skip around
0: always. So do I. Yeah, and we Um, should say that you can play any zone in any order you would like. The way that I ordered this, which it
1: was kind of like what I thought might be easiest to hardest, but then when I looked at it again, I'm like, ah, you could make arguments against this.
0: Um, I think I agree with you that the moon the moon zone should be in the hardest I think
1: yeah and it was mainly that and then like tree and turtle zone I thought were both really easy so I just
0: kind of kept them at the bottom but anyway um do you want to talk about the tree zone yeah so the first level you're at the base of the tree we should also say that each of these zones you see them um from afar on the world map and then you go up close and then it's kind of delineated in terms of little dots for each level um but all of the art for the zones when you get close to them looks really cool for pixel art Yeah. Um, So the tree has like ants on it and has like a buzzing bee and things like that. But um, as I was saying, the first level is at the base of the tree. Um, Again, basic platforming. There are these leaping frogs that shoot their tongue out at you. Um, There's kind of like two paths you can take, one above and one below. Um, But that's basically it. Anything else about the first area? No. No. (laughs) No. We do have notes, I swear. We have notes. We we do have have notes for some of them. but... But again... These first levels, not a lot to them. Yeah. The second level is inside the tree. um, And this is actually kind of cool. There's this sticky sap that you can swim through. uh, Almost like like Celeste a little bit. A little bit. Uh, And you press A to kind of swim through it. um, And there is a secret exit at the end of this level. However, you do need the carrot to be able to float across and get it. Yeah. Um, The secret level just has a whole ton of Koopa Troopas and a ton of coins. Yeah um and that's yeah that's the second level um what what's next
1: so you get two options Then i think this is the only uh zone that does this is you can go like left or right um like for the next two levels you don't have to play both of them so you only need to play one more level to get to the the final level i play both
0: i play um there is a a good yeah that's a good question too in a mario game if there's ever a branching path do you ever just only play one level and move on no no, I that's always the com- that's the
1: completionist in me. And for you it's just the love of Mario, I assume. It is the love of Mario. Um so one level is just like a bunch of leaf platforms at this point you're kind of like at like near the top of the tree but still climbing kind of. Um just there's like a bunch of leaf platforms, like floating leaf platforms to climb up. Um and then the other one is just like a bee themed level.
0: So yeah, with again more of that sticky sap.
1: Yeah. And then the final level is the top of the tree. There are these like owls that you can like jump on their flat heads for some reason to take you to higher platforms. I don't know. It's you know more what they, the
0: same. You know what they reminded me of are um, the owls from Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Don't they? Yeah. The flat heads. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and
1: then the final boss is Big Bird, I think was like literally the name, even though I don't know if I don't know if that's actually true. I mean, or it I, is a big bird yeah i guess so um it's one of the you know standard you'd you jump on its head
0: right i mean i had the fire flowers so i don't beat any of these bosses the way they were supposed to be beaten well we should also say that even if you beat the bosses the way they're supposed to be beaten they're all incredibly easy you just jump on their heads three times not That's when i was a kid, kid and I'll,
1: t- I'll talk about the the bosses that gave me so much trouble when I was oh, a, please, a, a wee please. kid. This was not one of them, but though. So when you beat a boss, you get a coin, um, one of the six golden coins. And well, you see you an animation. Don't. Oh yeah. It flies I, yeah, away, it flies from, away you. from you. Uh, and it gets, pl- and it gets placed in this very ominous looking door to Wario's castle. And some like creepy music plays, but it's like, kind of like, Ooh, we're getting closer. The door says Mario <laughs> land Two.
0: Yes, it does. It doesn't
1: just say Mario Land, which would make infinitely more sense, but yet be still stupid and narcissistic of Mario. Why does it say Mario Land too? Explain that to me, Nintendo, is it Canon?
0: here's the thing
1: like what is going on here
0: there's two possibilities one which is probably reality is that they just wanted to name it after the game but two what i like imagining is that there was a mario land one like another island like the islands in jurassic park oh you're right and it somehow got destroyed and this is now mario land two and it probably got destroyed by mario's own hubris
1: like he just went mad with power and burned it to the ground and started it was like It was like Noah's Ark. He just like flooded the entire thing and started over. Yeah, he
0: probably. And Wario is really like a resistance fighter. Wow. Do we just, this is a breakthrough. Is Wario the good guy in this game? I think Wario might be good.
1: Oh man. Oh, if you're going to take away anything from this episode, everybody, that's it. I mean,
0: for all his his farts, Wario might be a good one. We don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uh, So, So next on the yeah, next in our outline is the turtle zone. But again, you can go to these zones in any order. You could even go into zones, play a level here, go to another zone, play a level. That to me is insane. I would never do that. (laughs) That is insane. I would never do that either. But you could if you wanted to. Yeah. Uh, So in the turtle zone, the first level is just your basic Mario water swimming level to teach you the mechanics of swimming. Um, You get a fire flower to see how that works in the water. Um, There's just a bunch of cheap, cheap enemies, the little fish. And they're these shark again, the enemy variety I love here because yeah. there are these sharks that swim by that are like just these punk ass looking sharks that have like boxing gloves on and their fists like to throw up ready to punch you. Yeah, they um, look like sharks that like ha- like are part of a fraternity. They're like street sharks. But if they went back into the ocean, <laughs> <laughs> would you say that's probably? I, accurate?
1: Yeah, I guess that's more accurate than what I said. That's more just they're like, um. They look like
0: they could be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle villains if
1: they yeah. stood upright on two legs.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love them. Uh, the second level is a submarine, and this level is navigating the submarine. They're kind of wet zones and dry zones. So you're going to be fishing or not fishing, swimming some parts. You're going to be going through dry air at some parts. Uh, we get some bonefish here. Uh, there are some falling ship pieces that will kind of stick out of the walls to skewer you.
1: Yeah, Um
0: and- and there is a secret exit in this one. Um, the level, again, like most of the secret levels, we get some coins, we get some power ups. It's pretty short. Yeah. Um, but you feel smart that you found it. Yeah. They the, get the secret level.
1: They do one of those like things that some of the Mario games do is where you have to have either a specific power up to get to it or lack thereof. I think this one is like a, a narrow gap that you can only fit through with small Mario. So you have to pur- purposely take damage if you are yeah. a bigger Mario to get through it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, The final level is the whale at the very bottom. So uh, what I love about this, this whole level is kind of creepy. The background is the inside of a whale. Yeah. But I also love the creepy old timey diving helmet enemies. Yeah. So there are these enemies where they're just old diving helmets with little legs underneath them and they come at you. I just I think the enemy variety here is so charming, especially because they could have just made everything Goombas, but they didn't. Oh, yeah. Um, One of the big victories of this game. They did weird stuff like this. Yeah. Um, So uh, like I said about the B level, there's this sticky gel. You can kind of move in like Celeste. Um, That's kind of a standout here. But then you get the boss, the octopus. Um, Did the octopus give you trouble? No. Um, So the octopus just spits out baby octopi or octopuses. Uh, But basically you just jump on her head. I had to think about jump on her or his head. And I'm like, well, if they're babies, jump on her head. Why not octopussies? You know, talk to the dictionary people about that. Get them on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um,
1: All right. So the next level is the macro zone. And the whole gist of this area is Mario is shrunken down. Uh, Or the house is really big. I I always thought that the house is really big. Yeah, maybe it is. Because I was like, he fights bugs here, but he also fights bugs in the tree zone. So it's like, is this an inconsistency or... Are, I mean, are we clearly We're asking for too much. We're asking for too much. Um, so the first level, you're on the front lawn. Um there's these you know, ant more ant enemies um, that seem, you know, which is like most Mario enemies like don't actually seem like they're trying to kill you. They're just doing their thing and you're murdering them.
0: Um, Well, and they look they look so happy, like the goombas look grumpy, but these ants are just kind of smiling, walking along. And I guess they're trying to hurt you, but it's not they're not very aggressive. They're very friendly. Again, Mario is the villain. Yeah, he kind of is. So there is
1: a secret exit and the secret level is unique in the sense that it's the only one that when you beat it, it takes you right to the boss level. Which I still don't do that. Um, Even as a kid, I don't recall ever trying to beat the game faster. I wanted to play every level.
0: Yeah, I don't skip levels.
1: Yeah. So the second level, you're on the kind of like the front doorstep of the house. Um, again, murder plants. You merge a lot, a lot of potted plants around. Uh, and you murder them. Um, there's a little swimming section in the middle. I, I don't know if it's very explicit, but I like to think of it as you enter the, the house's sewer system and come up like through
0: like a sink or something. Yeah, that's how I think of it. Or uh, like you start in a puddle and you wind up in the house. Yeah. 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 And there's these like jumping flies that try to kill you at the end. Uh, silly little things uh, what's next what is next we have the living room um so there are some directional blocks and they try and push you into piranha plant pipes but that's like about it there's yeah. a fire section in the middle that i always took to be the fireplace or definitely. like a fire pit it definitely is cuz it's very brick like yeah yeah so that's that's about it for the living room yeah um we go to the attic which i think is cool going up to the attic Uh, It's full of books, which makes sense. Uh, You're jumping on the books and platforming. Um, This is one of the things I love, which again, this game has so many weird enemies and like little things that I don't understand why they weren't replicated in other levels or in other Mario games. Um, But you hit a block and a witch steals the heart away from you and runs away. Um, So I didn't, this didn't happen to me, but I remembered it yeah it's incredible you can chase her down and kill her to get the heart or as i did just stare in amazement as she ran off (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's pretty great yeah um like we said you're jumping off books you're avoiding spikes until you get to the sewer rat uh did the sewer rat boss give you trouble nope so he basically just uh comes out of different pipes and climbs around the ceiling drops down you jump on him and he's dead and when i say give when when i'm answering your question i'm again in keeping with what I,
1: was, what I was saying earlier, I'm not referring to this time. I'm going to refer to what gave me trouble as a kid. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just let me know when that boss pops up. Yeah. 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 Tell us about the old pumpkin zone. Pumpkin zone. Uh, this might have been my favorite zone,
1: like aesthetically uh, as a kid. Maybe When I was
0: a kid, this was definitely my favorite.
1: Uh, so the first level is kind of like. I don't know, you're just like out in the open it's like dark out and there's these skulls with the daggers in the head that we mentioned before. Some disappearing platforms that are kind of cool, like like they're they're like black platforms. They kind of fade into the black background. Uh, it's very neat.
0: And some booze. There's some booze here. And uh. they're just basically this level is to teach you about the disappearing platforms and to teach you like how booze work. Yeah.
1: In the, the second level, there's these little like smiling cyclops. Uh, enemies that are just keeping to themselves that you're murdering again because you're awful. Um, and then this is actually probably my favorite enemy in the game. There's these evil paper paper lanterns with like googly eyes that like stick their tongue out and lick. Like it's really hard <laughs> to get hit by these guys, but I love the look of
0: them. They're pretty great. Yeah,
1: yeah. So there's um, a secret exit here, and the pumpkin zone I think is the only area that has two secret levels. Um, there's like one of the again I, I mentioned like actually I don't think we mentioned earlier that you can spin jump to destroy blocks underneath you. Um, and this is really one of the only times where it's that useful. Uh, it lets you find a pipe that takes you to another exit. And then, you know, the secret levels, just tons of coins in the sky. You get a carrot so you can float, get as many as you can. Uh, third level, you've got these little like floating Koopa ghosts. So again, this game is even varying the type of ghosts that you fight, which yeah. Mario games just don't do really. It's like big boo, small boo.
0: It reminds me of um, that one level in New Super Mario Brothers Wii U or Deluxe or whatever that is the Starry Night level. Oh, I think I played that. Oh, there's a level where the background is Van Gogh's Starry Night and all of the like uh, the go everything looks like it's painted. And it's like, why was all this creativity and energy poured into this level and none of the others? Yeah, yeah. Um, Like, why was all the creativity and energy poured into this game and why did it not? leak out into other mario projects yeah right
1: um so there's another secret exit in this level um there's these coins they form an arrow classic mario move um and also like you know donkey kong country does it with the bananas that form an arrow to point you to something secret um the secret level is like the i think it might be the only time you get mushroom platforms like in the classic mario sense um these really yeah. tall towering mushrooms yeah i didn't see them anywhere else in the game so the final level, there's these like floating like are they eels or te- like just like severed tentacles or something like flailing around. Hey, what are they?
0: Leeches? Tent? I think tentacles. I yeah. think it's they're weird um, looking. I I do love the hopping broomsticks. Love it the hopping me, broomstick. Fantasia? It reminds me of uh, yeah, Fantasia with Mickey. Yeah, um, and it kind of makes sense with the boss.
1: Yeah, the boss, another very easy. There's these three cauldrons. uh, There's this witch that appears on either side of the screen. will throw a fire under one of those three pots, which then like bubbles up the the cauldron and causes that pot lid to launch up towards these spikes on the ceiling. So you just don't be on the pot pot that uh, they throw the
0: fire under. Which is easier, this or the Witch of Hemwick? They're both pretty easy. (laughs) They're both pretty easy with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Next, we have Mario Zone, which is the uh, aforementioned giant colossus Mario built to honor himself. (laughs) Um, The first level is Mario's foot. Uh, So again, introductory level, we're seeing that this, this zone is made up of gear work and machinery. There are spinning gears that you can jump on, but they're a little bit hard to see and you're not sure which ones you can and can't jump on. Uh, So basically, you go up the gears until the end. It's pretty basic, but it's just teaching you um, what gear platforms look like. So, you know, to jump on them at other levels. Yep. Um, The second level, we get Mario's stomach. Uh, It's all these. This background is all these weird balls. And then they're full of pigs that also shoot balls for some reason. Uh, I don't know what's going on in Mario's stomach. There's also teddy bears riding balls across spike pits. Uh, Don't get that. Uh, But you kill them and you use the balls to cross the pits yourself, which is kind of cool. But that's pretty much it with Mario's stomach. Do you want to tell us about Mario's tongue? Uh, I don't really have firsthand experience with that. Um... All right. Well, I know all about Mario's tongue.
1: (laughs) Tell us about Mario's. The the thing I liked about Mario's tongue, uh... (laughs) the thing I liked about this level is the the jack in the box that pops out of the question mark blocks. This is another unique enemy. I like, know you think you're gonna get a power-up and this enemy comes out
0: and just starts killing you. This asshole jumps out of the block. I mean, it's not a witch stealing your heart, but it's yeah. Um, um, um,
1: this this like floating ball and chain. Uh it's weird.
0: Yeah, I also like that the background is a bunch of mushrooms, which if you're in Mario's mouth, he presumably eats the mushrooms, so it kind of makes sense that mushrooms would be the background. Yeah. Um, and then there's a fun section, actually, two sections where Mario can get picked up like a stuffed toy, like the claw machine, and get carried across the spike pit. Yeah. Um, if you have the carrot, you can just float over these. Uh but I think it's you can not also fun. jump on top of the thing. Yes, you can do that. I I think it's fun that, you know, there's for some reason this level gets the toy theme. I don't know why, but yeah. Um, tell us about you know, Mario's tongue is sexy, but can you tell us about Mario's sexier brain? <laughs> the largest sex organ in the human body, yes, <laughs> it's made of
1: Legos for some reason. Uh, but as a little kid, I loved that. Um, oh, yeah, the bo- this is the boss that gave me a lot of difficulty when I was a kid. Uh, the three little pigs. I just could not figure out the timing of this. The whole thing with them is like you get you have to fight three pigs in a row. You fight one at a time, jump on each one of their heads three times. And the first one will like jump around in a very predictable way. It's very easy to kill. The second one jumps a little bit different. They have a little bit of a jumping pattern. They might jump a little higher, maybe a little bit shorter uh, or like not as long of a distance away from them. And then the third one is like hopping all over the place. And I just, this gave me so much trouble. I, I just had such a hard time with it. Well, you were a stupid little baby. You I was a dumb baby. Humans. Yeah, but this time dumb, I just
0: dumb baby nailed them with fireballs. <laughs> they all yeah, just died. That's a way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, tell us about what is probably the most challenging
1: zone. Easily the most challenging zone. Not just because of like the pretty like neat like platforming differences that they had, but just I mean the, the levels are just objectively hard. I think harder. Yeah. You know, when I say hard, it's not like that hard, but. Like for so, stupid babies. For stuff. dumb, 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 dumb babies. Yeah. For for the first level, there's this like hippo statue at the top of the hill on the overworld. um, And you kind of walk up to it in the first level and you get in this bubble that comes out of the hippo. And you like basically tap a repeatedly to ride it throughout the level, avoiding like spikes and birds in the air. Um, I just floated to the top of the screen and stayed there. <laughs> for you the can do level. that. You can do that. So tell us about what else is in the level. If there's anything interesting, I missed it.
0: No, there's really nothing. It's just it's again first levels. Uh, it's kind of teaching you how zero gravity will work, uh, which we'll get to in the next level. Not zero yeah. gravity, but less gravity. Yeah. Um, and then just dodging, uh, not projectiles, dodging obstacles, uh, which you will also do in in the next level. Yeah. So the um, next the next level is the moon.
1: Um, Mario is in a spacesuit on like this little smiling crescent moon. Uh, so now you're in the space. space. Suit. Yeah. Love the the music's very pretty. Um notably the very top of the stage you can you can kind of just float infinitely in this in this level um there are these like stars that spell out the word happy interesting Great. oh wait, no because happy isn't happy the name of one of the super mario world levels one of those oh levels of maybe in the space zone or whatever maybe I think, I think so um so there's the space platforming mechanics are are definitely a big challenge compared to the rest of the game and i think I, as a kid i would save this for last the space zone. Every time I did it actually first this time. Um I don't know why,
0: but I also used to save it for last. Um so I you, saved yeah, it for last this run. You,
1: you tap eight of float uh, and it, and it's, it doesn't take that long to get used to, but it's still, you know, it, it it's different than the rest of the, the game. And if, and if you don't do it first, it's like, a, it really throws like a kind of a wrench into your, to your momentum that you might've had going into it. Um and so there is a, like a secret exit. There's a trail of coins you can find. It takes you to a secret door, and there's a secret level, you know, with more more coins and stuff. Um, but uh, anyway, the final level is the star. Uh, so you're on a star now, and this is one of those like, what do you call it when like the level pushes you along, like you have no
0: choice, like an auto scroller,
1: an auto scroller, yeah. Um, you just got to avoid all of these like uh, stars, right? They just do damage yeah. to you yeah. yeah and you just kind of i mean you i think you're not you can't float infinitely in this one but you
0: jump higher is that right yeah um from what i remember and i finished the game this morning so <laughs> <laughs> that's just a long that's a long time ago how are you supposed to remember yeah yeah that?
1: yeah um so the boss of this is tatanga the final boss, the OG Super Mario Land, which I did not realize when I was a kid. I don't think I, I realized it until no I was like a teenager. Idea. Yeah, no idea. Even yeah. though I played both the games like in a row many times. Um, so he will shoot these like low and high shots. Uh, the high shot is to prevent you from just kind of floating in the air the entire time. And you need to jump on his head as he floats low to get to, um, when he's trying to get to the other side. You got to nail him like this. And I-, I thought this was very difficult. I died n- so many times. This is easily the hardest level in boss.
0: Well, yeah, aside from um, Mario, it's because of the timing to jump on his head. You're used to the timing uh, under normal gravity. But because it's zero gravity, your jump has to come much sooner than you think it does. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so that was, that was a tough one. Uh, not yeah. this time. Uh, but yeah, um, there is this like inexplicable extra level that serves like no purpose. Um, doesn't have like an end game challenge like bell to ring. You just go from one side to the other. It's I don't understand it.
0: I don't get it either. Um, I was thinking that maybe it would be part of another zone that got cut. But why not cut this level? Because literally nothing happens. Yeah, uh, yeah. definitely st-
1: stupid. Um Other like I think there's really only other one like overworld secret. There's like a there's a hill that you can go into uh, path leads into it. And it's this like little cave casino. So you use the coins you've collected to enter the different slot machine games to win extra lives and such. And the more you pay, the better the rewards will be on the slot machine. So like the 30 coin entry fee, you can get mushrooms, fire, flower and carrot. 50 coin entry fee, you know, they add one ups and three ups into the mix. 200 coin entry fee they don't they take get rid of the ups, but you have the opportunity to win five ups and 20 ups and then the 999 coin entry fee you could win up five up win five up 20 up 50 up 99 up or 50 500 coins back and each of these games can be lost if there's a witch there's a witch icon if you land on it you lose
0: yeah which seems like an insane waste of money because if you have 999 coins you probably have 99 lives or a lot yeah exactly yeah um Tell us about Wario's castle. So we're in the final area now. I, yeah, for some reason, as a kid, I thought Wario's castle broke down into sub levels like Dr. Wily's castle and Mega Man. Mm. Um, But no, it's one level. Uh, It's just kind of a long, long level. level. Yeah. Yeah. So we get some, it's, it's very traditionally uh, like almost like a Bowser's castle type level. Um, So there's giant spiked balls. There's fireballs, both big and small um, fireballs being shot out of statues there's lava pits. Uh, there's four switches that trigger spiked fists to slam down. This um, caught me up. I had to use the rewind feature on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're walking along and there'll be a black uh, indentation in the floor or you'll step on a tile and it'll turn black and then these punching fists start shooting down. Um, so you have to learn to jump over the, the trigger, essentially, or the switch. Um, there's collapsing skull platforms. There's spikes on the ceiling to um, kind of get you to not jump too high. There are these mini bosses before the final boss of Wario. They're just floating Wario faces. These things killed me so many times when I was a kid. <laughs> I was worried because there was a root. There's a room with one and that's pretty easy. Bounces off the walls. Then yeah. there's a room with two, Um, a little trickier, but you know, you jump on their heads. I thought it was going to be three and I was like, three might be too much. <laughs> uh, but the final one is two. They're just going faster. Yeah. Uh, but I can definitely see as a stupid little baby, which you were. Yeah. Um, uh, these being pretty hard. Yeah. Tell us about the the big bad, the final battle. So I had a realization playing
1: this, this, and I think uh, I'll share that with you. This Ooh. is the first Dark Souls-esque, anxiety-inducing, three-phase boss fight I ever experienced
0: in my life. It's the same kind of vibes. This is, ab- yeah, now that you say it, this is absolutely the first multi-phase boss fight I ever fought. That's for yeah. sure um and i had man did i have anxiety because i would i would sometimes barely get to this boss
1: fight and i would maybe and then i'd lose like i this was a hard level
0: um well and this level like we mentioned it's long it's easily the longest level in the game i would say so i have to replay the entire level just to get this boss fight again yeah it could take you a minute
1: yeah So phase one is in the throne room where Mario sitting on his throne and he kind of what he would do, he'll run around, he'll butt slam to cause these like flasks from the ceiling to fall on Mario. And you just need to jump on his head three times to trigger the next phase and he'll run away to the next room and you follow him. And on the way there, there's a little carrot power up if you want it, um, which is very helpful that the game does this. Um, Phase two is behind the throne room. (laughs) This is the room that I mentioned Mario has a
0: statue of himself in. Um, I like that. He's not he's narcissistic enough to have it, but not confident enough to have it like. (laughs) Yeah. But why did Wario keep it? Maybe he maybe he spits on it. Probably. Um, So here Wario
1: gets a carrot power up. um, So he gets the bunny hat and he flies back and forth with the bunny hat. Um, He's flying like lower and lower to the ground. And then eventually when you're underneath him, he'll try to slam down. And so you need to try to jump on him after he does that or just wait till he's low enough um, to and then jump on his head there. So three more times. And you follow him to the next room uh, and the game will give you like a mushroom, a standard mushroom power up if you need it. And phase three, you're on the balcony. Very cool. You can get to change the location. It's kind of neat. You're kind of kind of just pushing him out of your castle in a way. Yeah. Uh, Wario gets the flower power up and he runs around shooting fireballs at you and, you know, you just jump on his head three more times Win the game. Uh, Wario turns small. He starts crying. He
0: drops his shoe. I think <laughs> yeah. I, I, thought, I took that to mean that, like, he was wearing lifts, like his shoes made him look bigger than he was. Yeah. But that's who even knows. Who knows? Uh, and then he jumps off the balcony and runs away. Mario gets his castle back. The W on the front turns to an M. Because <laughs> guess what, guys? A W and an M are the just the same letter flipped upside down. Yeah. <laughs> So that's the other takeaway. If you learned anything from this episode. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's super Mario land two land two, six golden coins. That is super Mario land two. Um, a short, but extremely charming game.
1: Yeah. And speaking of short, that works very well for me. Um, probably the two biggest things I, that work for me are the, how short it is and kind of like the creative
0: enemy variation. Um, yeah i would say that works for me uh the music like you said is is pretty charming and catchy in some levels especially for 1992 Game Boy music that's saying a lot um, yeah because music back then unless it was tetris was very beepy booby
1: well i'll nitpick a little bit and there are there's a little bit too much repetition of some of the musical of the of yeah. use of the music and maybe in some of the motifs though i guess the motifs i can forgive more because that happens a lot in video games um there is a lot of noticeable lag when too much yes. is happening. Like if you jump and shoot a fireball at the same time, the game's like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> I can't keep up with or, this.
0: Uh, if there's multiple enemies on the screen at the same time, the, the game has a hard time keeping up with it.
1: Yeah. And I, I guess what I'll say, like what my like doesn't work is like, I suppose if you're looking for more of a challenge that this game's a little bit less accessible. If you're an older gamer who's trying to go back to it, like I might not ever
0: play this game again, but maybe you could do a challenge run of just being little Mario, and I bet that would make things at least a little more interesting. I suppose. But if I'm going to challenge myself, I'd rather just, like, play Dark Souls again. Yeah. Fist. Fist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, would you want to live in Mario Land 2? We're going to call the island Mario Land 2 because the castle does. No. Then this like evil ruler no i don't want to live in mario land too i might just to figure out what's going on in the politics (laughs) of the mushroom kingdom that's a good point what's really like let's get a boots on the ground journalist to figure out what's happening if there's a reason to do it that's it yeah yeah definitely Um, if we were to turn this into a movie, which is happening kind of soon, kind of. Um, I only did voices for Mario and for Wario. What about you? Oh my gosh, I
1: completely forgot to do voices. I just came up with plot, and I'm I'm cheating again because this is 110 percent my fan fiction. Also, how I would do this as a movie. Um, so Mario's in a coma. Uh, Sure. In in the game uh, or in in his coma, he's kind of like living another life. So Wario enters um, and takes over Mario's castle, which is like basically his brain and starts to drive him insane. It's almost like Mad Hatter uh, get who has like the chance to dream episode where he's got Batman um, like sleeping and like starts like ruining, like trying to change his reality. Yeah. and but like yeah, mario's in a coma and so wario is able to like get into his brain and starts like taking over mario's castle and like the or mario's like castle and mario land and mario land kind of represents like mario's like sanity uh and so this is like all in his head mario is trying to like save like trying to fight to save his own sanity and defeat wario um and wario is just like this twist he's not a real character in the in the in the canon of this like film he's just this twisted warped version of mario that embodies the worst of mario all the things okay. that mario is afraid he
0: could become so it's almost like the section in final fantasy 7 where you're tifa in clouds like brain and you're trying to put him back together <laughs> yes that is one of the sort worst of. parts about that game i mean Moving on. Yeah. Uh I okay, yeah. Uh, I just I didn't think about the plot, I thought about the voice actors and I only had Mario and Wario. Did you pick Chris uh, Pratt? The... No, I didn't. <laughs> I picked Jason Alexander as Mario. Uh <laughs> yes, I love that, that? Great? that's great. Uh and then John Malkovich as Wario. I i also love that. I've got two uh uh
1: alternates for Wario to propose. One Rip Torn <laughs> following Ooh. Hercules last week. Yeah, yeah. Uh the other just Jason Alexander again. Just doing a different
0: voice. Just have him do all the voices. That would He could also do a pretty good Goomba, I bet. I bet he could. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I like the <laughs> double cast Jason Alexander. Uh, or, God, I love Rip Torn Wario. <laughs> yeah. Rip Torn Wario. Would you say he's the fartiest Wario? Rip Torn <laughs> Wario. I would actually say Jason
1: Alexander's Wario is probably the fartiest because he's just a goofy actor. Rip Torn would be very serious. Rip Torn is like so? if Wario was just actually big because he's jacked like sumo wrestler <laughs> like extremely
0: strong as opposed to just- wario wario is inflated by the confidence of Riptorn. <laughs> yes. yes yes exactly yeah um fan fiction corner was a little lackluster this week
1: did you find anything beyond just like narratives like like, like screenplay Retelling forms of this game. game like i hate that like like this is like
0: mario what mario's thinking during all these levels Yeah, that's what I found. Well, the only one that I found that was slightly in any way different, and probably you found it, is the one that starts with Scarletta. Did you find that one? Yeah. Yeah, it starts, hello, my children. I am Scarletta, the goddess of life and the mother of all worlds. Then it goes on to say it's a retelling about the adventure of Mario, blah, blah, blah. Why does this need to happen through the omnipotent (laughs) god being of Scarletta, though? That's my only issue. Makes no sense. It makes no sense. (laughs) <laughs> um also the tags have it as adventure slash romance Ooh, yeah sexy also i like that it says it's a special series that's meant to last up to seven chapters only made it to three yeah one favorite yeah yeah, yeah.
1: i i so, said earlier that my fan fiction would be like my film idea but i guess maybe my fan fiction is that mario is the bad guy And he's like totally insane and just like completely destroyed his own his first land. And so Peach is like, all right, look, I'll give you one more island. I'm like, you need to stay a hell away from the Mushroom Kingdom. You're out of control.
0: Yeah, that's what that would be my fan fiction. My fan fiction would be the Lost Land of Mario Land 1 or Mario Land 1 colon the Lost Island. Okay. yes. Or you mean like Super Mario Land 4 colon the Lost Island colon Wario Land 7 colon super mario land one colon but not the original game colon 69 gold coins, <laughs> <Golden> coins. <laughs> yeah yeah let's
1: call nintendo i think we got it <laughs> i think we nailed it yeah i think we nailed this episode
0: i think we did this was <laughs> this was a fun one not super long we got no. to talk about a very short charming game yeah uh and what else have you been up to
1: so i saw ant-man and the wasp quantum mania uh i thought it was i'd give it a six out of ten at best
0: wow okay all that right. said
1: that said uh jonathan majors is giving his all as kang and he is quite excellent um that's the what movie the movie does some things plot wise that i enjoyed but also really hated i i don't even go into any of it or I, I, there's spoilers abound uh yeah i'm not going to talk about it but i'm curious to hear what you think of it um I thought, like, if you didn't like Love and Thunder, now that this is thim- similar thematically, I just have a feeling you won't like this one either.
0: Huh. But okay. we'll see. We'll I mean, see. There's some charm to see it. it tomorrow.
1: Um, I, I originally I came out. I was like, that's a five out of 10. It's perfectly average. Everything that it does I that I like, there's something that it I hated that it did equally. Um, one, Another plus for the movie is Michelle Pfeiffer seems like her and Jonathan Majors are trying harder than every other actor in the movie.
0: Michelle Fiverr has had a real renaissance in the last like five years. I'm just surprised that
1: she really could do this. Like all this blue screen shit like that. She like was able to
0: give as many of a shits as she did. I mean, good for her. Yeah. Um, I loved her in mother. She was phenomenal in mother. Oh, yeah, she was a real bright spot in that that insane movie. Yeah, we should do mother for.
1: I don't even know how the outline would look, but we should do mother. At I point. don't even know. Maybe maybe yeah. we don't do an outline. We just watch it and immediately record afterwards, and just like spitball.
0: That's not the worst idea. Yeah. Um. But anything else you've been up to?
1: Um. Rand and I rewatched Star Trek 2, The Wrath of Khan. I forgot how good that movie is. Um. And I say that as someone who's not the biggest fan of the original series Star Trek cast. Um, I mean, I, I have a fondness because it's, it's it's very nostalgic. But I just there's a there's a campy and silliness campiness and silliness to the original series that I just doesn't doesn't really appeal to me. And Wrath of Khan is a very serious movie, so I I, I kind of I I like that a lot. It's very very been, like mature.
0: Have you been screaming? Con!
1: Yeah. I mean, it's classic. Um, g- game wise, I just completely dominated Metroid Prime Remastered. Uh, just such a good game. Uh, that was just remastered to such. It's the best looking game on Switch, I think. I mean, I've been texting you about it. It's it's fantastic. Um, I kind of effortlessly almost hundred percent, or I did hundred percent it, but I think there's hundred one percent. I missed one scan in the entire game because it's there's one scan that I miss. I played the game so many times. There's like one scan that I always miss, uh, and I missed it again. But um, just absolutely excellent game. I really can't wait for Metroid Prime 2 to come out, though I hear that 2 and 3 are probably going to come out on Switch but not be remastered in the same way, which is a real shame because I would love to
0: see 2 get the same treatment that 1 did. It's it's a real shame. Well 2 is widely regarded as the best of that trilogy, so you would think they would pull out the big guns for 2.
1: I don't know if I have heard that. Um I think two, I always thought 2 was underrated. I mean it was very like highly regarded. I always thought 1 was viewed as the best. 2 people hold the dark world, including myself hold the dark world against it. I think the dark world is a really neat idea that works but it becomes just there's a little too much of it and I think that the aesthetic of the dark world gets repetitive um for most of the game um there's a, there's some that don't but it, without going too much into metric prime two corner I, I i that yeah but that's just not that's not my experience i always pe- thought people regard one is the best and but two is just kind of like some people are like two more some people do for sure um but i don't know if i, I didn't think it was like that's the universal best
0: Maybe um, it's just the Discord or Discord discourse uh I've heard around the game. I've just generally I, I I've heard or thought I've heard that people favor two of all three. it, it is really good. I
1: mean, I'm sure it'll be great on Switch and it better come to Switch. But uh what else? I um oh I'd yeah, be playing Dragon Quest eight, as you know. Yes, um
0: yeah, I decided to play
1: Dragon you? Quest and, and it is I, I get why people like it. There it commits. It has a lot of like very great uh, use of JRPG tropes. I'm sure it created some of them. Um, it's it is a simple, basic, almost babyish ish uh, in terms of like how uncomplicated it kind of is um, JRPG game. But I mean, that mostly as a compliment. I like being able to turn my brain off and play it. It's very simple. Very the plot is very simple, even if it's apparently a very long game. Um, I don't love the amount of grinding you have to do, but yet I will, I would be lying if I said that I don't get that kind of like dopamine rush from, um, grinding, uh, metal slimes. Um, I love the art style and I love Akira Toriyama. So that's, that's great. The item, as we talked about, uh, via text, the, the, the item, um, equippings, um, is just stupid.
0: I can't believe it's very annoying. It's so dumb. It's very annoying. There's no defense for it. Not, but the the accents, the production values—they're like a twelve. Yeah, out there's, 10. it's good voice acting. It's like it's, it's like exaggerated, but like good kind. It's not like the it's, room dialogue. No, it's like some of the the best voice acting I think I've heard in a video game. Yeah, like even um, just, Yangus, who's just a ridiculously over the top character and voice, still works. They're still ground. They're cartoony, but grounded still.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I it's a lot of charm, uh, and I'm very glad that I decided to play it. Um. Although I will be putting it down because I played the demo for Octopath Traveler 2, and I will be transferring my save um, for when that that comes out. I'm playing that game, probably just probably binging that game before the end of March uh, when I go to Japan. Um, And yeah, what else? Oh, yeah, I'm just just me complaining. I bought a Japanese 3DS. Um, It was I forgot it was the original Uh, I tried to return it. I got ghosted by the eBay seller. So now I've got this like really good condition, but it's like the original 3DS model, which I didn't want. Um, Can't sell it on eBay. I'm like trying, but like I'm trying to sell it for less, but no one's biting. It's in fantastic condition. Uh, And so, but I got impatient. So I bought a new, uh, like a used new 3DS, like the new 3DS LL, which is like the equivalent to the XL in, in America. And it was a, I got a great deal. It looks uh, like the quality is like really great. Um, but I'm an idiot and didn't properly translate the Japanese. They said that there was screen burn and I'm like, okay, it's an LCD screen. That only happens with like OLED and or maybe not OLED, but it just like, not it doesn't happen an with LCD. And I looked, looked at a couple images and I'm like, there's no screen burn. What are they talking about? And so I, you know, I bought it. Um, what they meant was it is plagued by something that I didn't know was an issue with a lot of 3ds's. Is it has a yellow screen tint?
0: Hmm. So I did not know it that is was not
1: like issue. a cool white. Like it and apparently this happens a lot. Like I mean, it's not just Japanese 3ds's. I think it's an American problem too. But some 3ds's just have like a little bit of a either a little bit or a lot of a yellow screen tint, either around the edges or like the whole screen, and it's huh. God, it's annoying. I'm so frustrated, but now I have these two, I have two Japanese 3DSs and I don't need a third one, but I like what I like when my technology is like new and perfect, you know, like I'm so frustrated by this. Well, Um, hey, pal,
0: you should have bought a new one in 2013.
1: Well, I mean, a Japanese one that probably would have been a lot more expensive then, or maybe not, but I wasn't studying Japanese in 2013. So that ends my that ends my rant. So I'm really devastated about that. If you're looking no, for any, that sucks. You know anyone who's looking for a Japanese 3ds?
0: I'll sell it to them for a good price. I will, though. If I ever find such, pass a pass that on to I all the people you know. You
1: know. Yeah. Thank yes. You. What about you? What have you been up to?
0: Um, what have I been up to? Well, I definitely understand your frustration. That does suck. I do want to say that. Um, but I've been rereading one piece from the beginning, uh, like I told you. So I finished the Captain Kuro arc. Um, What's really cool of reading it from the beginning is you're already like the world building in one piece is phenomenal. We've talked about that. But even from the beginning, there's hints of things that are coming so much later uh, that it just makes it de-squirts. It just gives me Mm -hmm. de-squirts inside. Um, I've been doing that. Edgar and I have been watching a show on Amazon Prime called The Devil's Hour. Oh, I've never heard of it. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's with Peter Capaldi. um, And I can't remember the main actress in it, but it's about a social worker in Britain uh, and her son, who does not have autism apparently, uh, and does not have any other developmental delays apparently, um, gets kidnapped. Uh, the kid, although because I work with students with autism, I'm like that that kid has autism one billion percent. Uh, but apparently, he doesn't in the fiction of the show. Um, but it's it's intriguing. Each episode is a full sixty minutes long, so it's kind of a time commitment. But there's only six episodes um it's worth watching it's a very slow burn the first two episodes you kind of have to sit through but um Mm. it's good and then uh i've been playing fire emblem awakening uh almost done with that finished fire emblem engage last week and uh yeah i've been dabbling a little bit with dragon quest eight awesome how far are you um i just i literally just started it so um i'm in the magic cave to get the crystal ball
1: okay oh yeah. yeah okay Yeah, yeah. you'll you'll, I'm sure you'll
0: pass me at some point unless
1: you also stop playing in favor of playing Octopath 2.
0: Well, you know, I was thinking about that, but there's an indie Grinch game coming out that I need to check out.
1: (laughs) Is there really? Or are you just that's your Grinch? No,
0: I just I had to get a Grinch in there. Yeah, okay,
1: As you do. Yeah. 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 So when's that
0: going to be over? Never. See you in hell, everyone.